This is Emily Beauclair, and you're listening to the Smiles Included podcast, navigating through life with our rare disease superheroes. Hi, everybody. This is part two of my interview with Sherry Blake, and I basically just took the potty training section out of the first interview and have this podcast entirely devoted to that topic. Sherry had presented on potty training at the family conference, so I asked her to come on this podcast and represent what she talked about because it was a lot. It is a very intense way to potty train. But Sherry is one of the few people that I know that has a child with Scraben Deerdorf that has been successful with potty training. And that's why I asked her to come on and walk us through how she did it. One thing that I did not talk about with Sherry, and I probably should have, is why potty training is such an important topic. And honestly, it's probably something that I never really thought about until I came out of the pandemic. I'm now taking my four-year-old son into the ladies' room and hoping that there's a changing table that we can use, but also that the changing table isn't right out in the open because I remember changing Joe once and just being mortified at, I guess, how undignified it was for him as a four-year-old being changed in front of all these women that are waiting in line to use the restroom. It's okay when he's a baby, but it's not okay as he gets older and more aware and everyone else gets more aware that he's older as well. A lot of times I'll try to take him into the handicapped bathroom and have him stand up while I try to change him, but that gets harder and harder as well. And oftentimes when we're out in public, he's got to stay soiled for a little bit longer so we can get to the car and I can change him in the car. So that's kind of why I'm so desperate for potty training to be successful, but I really feel for the parents of older kids and adults and really anybody that has special needs that needs to use a bathroom in a public location. And and if any of my listeners have a solution for this problem, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. And I'm sure others would love to hear from you as well. But for now, here is Sherry Blake, who is going to hopefully help some of us potty train our children. She is the mom to Allie, who has Scraben Deerdorf. So here we go, kind of picking up mid-interview. You had, at the family conference, talked about potty training, and you're one of the few moms that has been successful. So please, please help. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Again, this is one of those things I can't take all the credit for because we had an amazing therapy team who helped us. Um, So we used a method called Fox Azrin and it's Fox F-O-X-X Azrin, A-Z-R-I-N. And there's actually a book out there called Toilet Training in Less Than a Day. Um, it was written in the 70s, so some of the terms they use would probably not be considered appropriate today, yeah. um, but, but it's, it's the same concept. Um, this is a method that our ABA team also recommended that they use with a lot of their children, um, and it's a very intense. It basically requires you to live in your bathroom, um, so I did it 
over Christmas break. And I sent my son to go live with my sister for a few days <laughs> um, because you really need to 100%. It's your job. I mean, it's what you do. So kind of the concept is you want your child to have accidents because every accident is an opportunity to learn what to do. So you kind of live in your bathroom. Um, you know, for her, we had a stack of underwear, a t-shirt, and you feed them, you make them drink a lot of water because obviously more liquid in, more liquid out. Um, and so there's, there's a whole schedule. And I actually wrote up a memo that is in the file section of our Facebook page that kind of goes through all the details. But the first thing you do is you get them up and you set them on the potty for 20 minutes, hoping that they, you know, go to the bathroom. If they don't, you get off and you set a timer. And every five minutes you say, you know, are you dry? And then you have the child. And if you have to do hand over hand, you do hand over hand, have them touch their bottom. Are you dry? Oh, you are dry. Good job. And like for Allie, we give her a sticker because that was a motivator at the time. And this whole time you're pushing fluids, you know, for her, we had her eat pretzels. We had her eat French fries from McDonald's, anything that would be salty that would make her thirsty. And we're really, really shoving liquid down her. I got those juice boxes and was like squeeze them in her mouth, you know, because you want her to, you want her to pee. Um, and you do that every five minutes. And then I think it's every 20 minutes you would sit her on the potty and she sits there for five minutes. If they, she happens to go to the bathroom while she's on the, the potty, then it's a huge party. Oh my goodness. She went to the bathroom. I mean, there's, you know, all the favorite things she got M&M or whatever the motivator is. And then you get off and you do it again. And so that's why I'm saying this is literally all you do because you're setting a timer for five minutes and checking every five minutes and then every 20 minutes sitting around the potty. When they do have an accident, which will happen, um, which is good because that's how they learn, um, you do a thing called positive practice. So wherever she would be in the bathroom, I would you know, have her touch her bottom. Are you dry? You are not dry. PP goes in the potty and then you run them quickly to the toilet, pull down the underwear, sit on the toilet for a second, pull them back off the toilet, pull the wet underwear up, go back to where they had the accident. You know, are you dry? No. PP goes in the potty and you're not, a, you're not emotional. You're not mad. You're just saying, you know, very not direct. This is how it goes. You do that five times. Then you take off their underwear. You put a clean pair of underwear, you clean up the floor and you start this process every five minutes. So you can see it's extremely intense. It's all you can do. I mean, you can't even answer your phone or text or anything. Um, so we started it with Allie at 6 a.m. We started immediately when she got up by 10, 30, four and a half hours later, she was self-initiating. So self-initiating is she would start feeling like she had an accident and she would walk to the toilet, which is huge. Um, so we did that that whole day. And then we kind of moved into once she, and again, once she did that, it was the biggest party ever. Um, and I think she had 10 accidents in that four hour time before she started self-initiating. Um, and you can't tell them what to do because you want it, them to be initiating it. So we actually used like a little potty, not like our real toilet because she physically couldn't get up to the real toilet. So we just, you know, this little one, just sit on the floor. So I would just kind of like walk around the toilet, you know, <laughs> stare at the toilet. Um, but you didn't say go sit on the toilet because you want them to initiate it. So once you did that, we did that the first day, then we moved to like the family room and we, cause now we're further away and the toilets out of view initiate that. And then you just kind of go throughout your house. So I think it took us about four days. We did 
family room. We did a bedroom and then we went out in public um, and we tried the same thing. And when you do have to go out, like you don't put a pull up on, you leave the underwear on and then like put a pull up on top of it because you want her to fill or him to fill it wet. So you never, ever do the pull up again because you want them to fill that, that wet. So, so that's what we did. It took us five days, six days, maybe five to do the whole thing, but she was self-initiating the whole time. She would be, you know, two or three times and then she'd have an accident. And then you just go back through that positive practice. Um, it worked. She was five. Um, and I had tried so many things before then, cause I had, you know, I had another child I'd already party trained <laughs> and nothing really worked. I just think that repetition is what she needed. Um, so that was it. She was not bowel trained for about six more months. And they, they told us to not even worry about that because you probably get one opportunity a day. Um, so we just didn't worry about that when she'd have an accident, we just clean her up. And then eventually she started figuring that out too. But that was our procedure. It's certainly not for everyone else, uh, for everyone, because it's, it's very intense, but I was at the point I didn't care. I just wanted to be done with it. So I was ready to make that commitment and live in my bathroom. And we took shifts. I would take a shift. My husband would take a shift. A therapist would take a shift because it's intense. It's hard. You know, three hours was about your max. You, you're like, I'm going to lose my mind. I need well, to get out yeah, of this you, you mentioned not being emotional. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, that's why we took shifts because it's yeah. exhausting. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. Um, yeah. and that's why we, you know, two, three hours and we would, I had a whole schedule, you know, we all had a little shift that we did. And after those two and a half hours, it was like, okay, you need to take a break. Um, so we had, you know, we had several people helping with it, but it, it worked for us. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I just want to be done with diapers. Um, <laughs> Well, I had tried all the things because I wasn't ready to do that intense program yet. And I just mm -hmm. kept trying and trying. And finally, I was like, I am so tired of trying, you know, different things and cleaning up accidents and <laughs> cleaning carpet. You know, I finally was, we were both at, my husband and I are both at the point of, it, it doesn't matter. We just, we need to get this done. And so that's why we did it over Christmas break, which wasn't the most fun to do, but we knew that we would both be home and I could have help with, you know, my son. Um, so that's, she that was our procedure. Potty, yeah. I mean, it's very, very intense, but I mean, I, I'm kind of desperate. So uh, <laughs> I think I <laughs> might have to, might have to try this. And is she potty trained at night as well? She is. She is. Wow. Once she potty trained, um, maybe a few months later, she would, she would, but she was at night. I think maybe you had, a, I really never put pull-ups back on her. I've always put the underwear and then the pull up at night. Um, but once she kind of got that sensation that she really didn't, we just make her go to the bathroom right before bed. And then as soon as we heard her, heard her getting up in the morning, we run up to her bedroom and immediately take her to the toilet. So if we waited <laughs> that whole, Oh, I think she's getting up, lay around in bed, she would have an accident. So we yeah. would literally make a mad dash upstairs and immediately put her on the toilet. Um, so yeah, it was pretty quickly after. That's so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was, I, I, it was, yeah. It was intense. Um, but, you know, I'm glad we did it. So, it man, I, I can't wait to hear if this helps anybody else. Um, and if anybody else <laughs> has success. 
<laughs> Anyone else wants to spend a week in their bathroom? I, yeah. My goodness. It's, but it, so her ABA team, again, this was a procedure they had used. They had recommended um, her ABA therapist had told me she had never had a child. She was not able to potty train using this method. Wow. Sometimes she said, I think the longest was they had a boy who was, I think he had autism, but he was 17 or 18. Um, and she said it took 15 days of living in the bathroom, but oh he gosh. finally got it. So, I mean, the fact that we were there for half a day was amazing. You know, it was wonderful because we were prepared that it might take the whole week or the whole next week. I mean, that's why we just kind yeah. of blocked off that Christmas because neither one of us, you know, worked that week. Um, but it may not happen in a day and, you know, you mm -hmm. just have to have to be consistent. So not the easiest thing, but that's what we did. <laughs> I'm going to try it. <laughs> I will let you know how it goes. I don't I know, know when. We yeah. your bathroom filled. <laughs> I know. I have to. I have to find this week that I'm going to do it, but and stay non-emotional, which my husband will already tell me is impossible for me. Um, but we have to make this happen. So thank you. Thank you for walking us well, through you're that. Welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. The, the non-emotional part, and it, it is hard because your child will be emotional because mm -hmm. even though you're not saying, you're just saying pee pee goes in the pot. You're just saying it, but they know that it wasn't they didn't get rewarded for it, you know? Yeah. So she cried, she got upset, which is again, why we took shifts because a couple hours, two, three hours, we needed a break, you know? We, yeah. And then the next person when, who was fresh <laughs> would pop in for their shift. Um, but it is, it is emotional for the child it, and you have to kind of be prepared that it, it's not going to be a happy thing for them. Okay. So that was us. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's discussion helpful in your rare journey. If there are any other topics you want me to discuss, questions you have for some guests, or if you want to be a guest on the show yourself, please reach out to me via the email included in the show description. Please also visit skdeas.org to learn more about Scraben Deerdorf and consider making a donation to help fund research to help our kids. Talk soon.